Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School podcast. Are you ready for some funny papers before we teach you how to name your solo cleaning business? Here we go. Have you ever heard about the one-legged seagulls? I never did, but I found out about it one day when Teresa and I and our family, we were down at the beach for the week with our friends, the Puglisis. This is last summer. And on the way back from one of our beach days, we have our towels, all of our toys, walking back to the house. This older lady kind of sneaks up behind us and starts talking to us. Obviously, the type of person that's probably struggling with social distancing in 2020. But she wanted to be social with us, and she didn't talk about the weather or how's your trip. She just went into this story. Hey, do you guys know about the one-legged seagulls? <laughs> I look at Teresa, and I'm like, do we run? What do we do? <laughs> she says, I love seagulls. I'm thinking, I'm sure you do. <laughs> she says, but what always gets me sad is that so many seagulls only have one leg. I want you to look around next time at the seagulls. You'll notice that they do have one leg. And here's what happens. I've seen it because I'm here during the winter too. You see these seagulls, they get down into the water looking for fish and they have a habit of only sticking one leg in the water, keeping one perched back as they look for something to eat and then the water freezes and when they try to pull the leg out their legs snap and so they fly away with the one leg remaining i had an audible gasp i looked at her oh my gosh lady that's incredible i did not know that hint of sarcasm there i apologize solo cleaning school i couldn't help it teresa didn't say a thing she didn't know how to respond and I couldn't tell if she was all with it, if she was being serious. Honestly, I kind of felt like I needed to Google it to see if it really was true, but it just sounded preposterous. I mean, come on, the ocean doesn't freeze. <laughs> I've gone to the ocean a lot of times. The water's moving so much. I've never seen the ocean freeze. So what are they What are they freezing in? Are they landing in a puddle and they're staying in the puddle too long? It freezes and they snap their legs off. If that were true, wouldn't you see seagull legs around the beach too? See, it just didn't add up. So, of course, we told the kids the story. We told our friends at Puglisi's about that story. And I have been looking for one-legged seagulls ever since. So, if you ever see any one-legged seagulls, please let me know. Okay, let me go on record. I don't really believe the seagulls' legs are breaking off in the frozen ocean. I don't think that theory holds much weight. Nevertheless, it was so much fun to talk about. Let's move into the main topic of this podcast, naming your solo cleaning business. I want to first thank a listener to this podcast because she inspired this episode. A few weeks ago, I received an email from Katie Young sharing with me that she was in the planning phase of her new solo cleaning business. How exciting, Katie. She was very excited to get started, and she thanked me for my support through this podcast. 
That's always super encouraging. So thank you so much for that. Then she asked me a question that I could not believe I have not directly answered yet on this show. She said this, Ken, how do I name my business? My plan is to make my cleaning business eco-friendly and primarily residential. She went on to share a few names she was brainstorming and wanted my opinion. So I knew right away that my reply answer needed to be an episode so others in this podcast audience could benefit. So thank you so much for your support, Katie. And again, thank you for an awesome question. Let's dig in and answer this one for you and for anyone else trying to figure out how to name your solo cleaning business. Before I share my thoughts to this question in 2020, let me just take you back and explain how my company name was chosen, Carfagno Cleaning. Now, I consider myself a pretty creative guy, but for some reason, my family members aren't too creative with naming. Let me give you a few examples. My daughter Christiana named her stuffed ram, Rammy when she was young. Likewise, my son Kenny named his first stuffed skunk, Skunky, when he was young. You see a trend here? My son Kai had a little elephant pacifier thing he sucked on and a little like blanket elephant thing that he lay with in bed every night. His favorite stuffed elephant. You know what he named it? Do you know? That's right. You probably guessed it. He named it Ellie. <laughs> Now, my wife and I named our first side businesses accordingly. Watch this. We named our Amway side business Carfagno International. We had a writing business where I wrote my book. We called it Carfagno Writing. And then this cleaning business, Carfagno Cleaning. Oh, look at that. We just added the type of business to our last name and whammo. That was the level of creativity that we put into our naming strategy. Now, The only standout in our family is my son, Colby. He's the creative one. He has a stuffed dog. He named him Money. (laughs) And he has a stuffed cat. He named him Paper. So (laughs) we've got Paper Money here. He's our future millionaire. (laughs) So thus you can see that my solo cleaning business had absolutely no rhyme or reason behind it. Once it was established, I didn't want to change it, especially when I paid for 5,000 business cards and multiple embroidered shirts and jackets. Once you build your brand around a name, it's hard to change. So do get it right in the beginning. So up until about two, three years ago, I did not hold a significant position on naming your business important or unimportant. I do now. And if I were to name my company again, it would not be Carfagno Cleaning. I'd probably go with something like Indian Valley Cleaning. And you'll see why I would. Because I've been in the cleaning industry for 15 years. I have. But I've only been networking and consulting in the industry with other cleaning companies for four years. And I've learned a ton by helping other companies. So you ready for my answer, Katie? Here we go. Before I give you my seven recommendations, hear me loud and clear. Naming your business is important, but don't make it a stumbling block to starting, okay? Naming your business is important, but don't make it a stumbling block to starting. So here are my seven recommendations for you, Katie, and anyone else listening to consider as you name your business. Number one, the name of the owner is common for solo cleaners. I chose to go with Carfagno Cleaning using my last name. Many solo cleaners do this as well using their first names, 
But unfortunately, many unregistered, uninsured, and unprofessional cleaners also do. Examples, Debbie's Cleaning, Sally's Cleaning, Kim's Cleaning. You'll see them all over. There are absolute exceptions to this, just like anything. But naming your business like this has two huge cons. It communicates cheap, under the table, uninsured, unprofessional, etc. It also communicates a small business. When you name the business after yourself, you become the brand versus what you do and what sets you apart. The second con is that it's harder to sell a business with the owner's name on it. You may say, but Ken, you sold yours. Carvagno Cleaning had your name on it. That's true. I sold my client list and my systems, but I kept my business name when I left New York and went to Pennsylvania. Ian Trainer owns Albany Pure Cleaning, my old clients, my system. He bought that. It's not all downside. There is a pro to naming your business this way. If you intend to keep your business small and solo for the life of your business, naming your business after your name will communicate that you get Debbie or Sally every time, or in this case, they get Katie every time. And many homeowners desire this. They want a solo cleaner, especially in this post-COVID world where they don't want multiple people in their house. Oh, look, it's just Katie. It's just Debbie. That's a pro, definitely. And there's a third part I want to add as well. If you ever intend to do commercial cleaning, the more professional and the less your brand is tied to you, the better. I also think that using your last name is more professional than your first when going commercial. Look at me, Carfagno Cleaning. I've never had an issue with commercial cleaning. But if I was Ken's cleaning service, it would be a little bit harder, I believe, to set the image I want professionally and stand apart and get the kind of money that I've been getting in my commercial side of business. Number two recommendation. It's wise to include the name or nickname of the area you serve in your business name. Example, the Bay Area, Finger Lakes, Nashville, Indian Valley. If you would like to communicate where you serve in your title to attract clients, you need to include the name of your area as people will search for it online. This helps a ton with Google SEO and it allows you to potentially scale your business with employees and make it more sellable down the road. So if you're looking for those kind of options and more commercial and better SEO, I would go with recommendation number two over number one. Naming recommendation number three. Consider adding a word, communicating the type of cleaning or the niche you serve. I have a couple examples. My friend Kathy Borey, who's in the Poconos of Pennsylvania, she named her company Kathy's Crunchy Cleaning. And my friend Ursula Avellino in New York City named her company Green Duster. Ursula used the term green to communicate eco friendly, health, organic, and Kathy used crunchy to communicate natural products, organic, and she also used her first name in this situation. So she chose to be known as a solo and she is doing very well in her business. And Ursula is also doing very well. She doesn't have the name of her city nor her name. She's going with the niche, Green Duster. That communicates something 
that has attracted the type of clients that she desires. So in both cases, you recognize that these companies do specialize in eco-friendly, green, organic, the use of natural products, and mindful of health. People want this. If you do this type of cleaning and name it such, you'll attract clients to you that want that. Google has a free keyword search tool that I recommend. Find the keywords that people are searching for in your area and use that. If you would like to communicate what you do in your title to attract clients, you need to know what your potential clients are currently searching for online in your area. Does that make sense? You want to be more searchable. Is it eco or green or is it something else? Which keywords are more searchable where you live for that specific niche that you want to attract? You need to do a little bit of research. Again, don't get bogged down and hold off in the starting of your company, but do something to put some intelligence into the design of your business naming. And also, there's many niches besides eco-cleaning, like mine, which is presentation cleaning, or about gym cleaning, or post-construction cleaning, medical cleaning, etc. Lastly, don't be redundant in your naming. I'll disclose that KT wanted to use the words healthy and eco-cleaning in her name. This was in her email. So here's what I told her. Katie, those two words communicate the same thing. And so the two of them together only adds words and confusion. It's redundant. So choose the one you like if you want to go that direction. Recommendation number four. There is another way to niche and it does place the branding back on you without mentioning your name. I've already mentioned my buddy Ian Trainer in the Albany, New York area, who's the one that purchased my business. Now he's a Christian and purity is an important value in his walk with the Lord. He recognized a cool double meeting between purity and being clean and he has a cleaning business. So he wanted pure in his name. So I persuaded him to go with the regional Albany for SEO and add pure. So Albany Pure Cleaning. And he's gone with that and he loves it. If you would like to communicate who you are in your title to attract clients, don't be afraid to do so because your tribe is searching for you right now. Think about it. If you're a Christian, would you search for a Christian cleaner? I would. That applies for any religious background. If you were a huge Ohio State Buckeye fan, and I'm not, I'm a Penn State guy, but I'm not being a homer here. I'm saying Ohio State because more people like them. If you were a huge Ohio State Buckeye fan and you were local to Columbus, Ohio, you could add Buckeye to your business name and it will attract many. So if you are a certain type of person that attracts people like you, like in Kathy's case, she is a crunchy person herself, so she is that person and it's her niche so it works both ways for her recommendation number five are you a cleaning service or a maid service oh you didn't know there was a difference did you i didn't for about 12 years so it's okay so you have to answer this question and i would put the answer in the title okay in in ian's case he chose the word cleaning in my case i chose the word cleaning but others choose the word maid or housekeeping. There is a difference. Maid services, think of them like in a hotel getting a room turned over. 
not only are they cleaning the bathroom, the kitchen area, dusting, vacuuming, they're making the bed, they're pulling the laundry, they're cleaning laundry, they're doing a full maid service. And that's what maid services do. Cleaning services do not do the bedding or the laundry, or in some cases, the dishes. And that's a prerogative of you, the business owner, when you get started. You don't have to do a maid service if you don't want to. And you can do more than a cleaning service if you want to. Let me give you some examples. I use the word cleaning because I do a cleaning service. I do the bathrooms, the kitchen, the dusting, the glass, the vacuuming, the mopping, and I'm out. That's cleaning. Now, my friend Jen Jubre in the Capital District of New York, she uses maid spotless cleaning. Look what she's communicating, that she's a maid and cleaning she puts with it, but spotless cleaning. The fact that she is super detailed, that's her niche. I like that. She doesn't miss things. It's always spotless. My friend Ellen Johnson from the Reading area of Pennsylvania uses above and beyond housekeeping services. Now, it's a little wordy. However, it does communicate some things to me. Above and beyond, that's who she is and what they do. They go the extra mile, more than what the average does. And housekeeping tells you that she is a housekeeper or a maid. So I want you to choose wisely based on the service you'd like to offer. Recommendation number six. Keep it simple, stupid. Kiss. Two to three words is best. Four plus words is long, especially when you're trying to fit it on a business card, a work shirt, a card magnet, or email address. And God forbid you ever try to put that on a coffee mug. Six words long, it wraps around the sucker. <laughs> yeah, you'll <laughs> that'll be good, I, su- I suppose, for promoting your business. No matter which way the coffee mug is turned, they'll always know it's your business. Let's go back to my naming. If I had gone with something like Indian Valley Eco-Friendly Cleaning, I would communicate what I want. Hey, I'm eco-friendly and I do a cleaning service and I'm in the Indian Valley, but look at this. My email address would be insane. Yes, just send it to Ken at IndianValleyEcoFriendlyCleaning.com or it might be IndianValleyEcoFriendlyCleaning at gmail.com. Do you want to give that email address out over the phone or type it or have to text it? No, for me, CarfagnoCleaning.com has been simple. AlbanyPureCleaning.com is simple. I do recommend two to three words is best. If you have to go four, it's got to be really good, in my opinion. Recommendation number seven and the final one, is the name available? And is the domain available? What? What does that even mean, Ken? So you can do a quick search on GoDaddy on their domain finder tool and see if your desired name is available. You don't need to launch a website now, but you should... Pick a name with the domain available and pick that name and buy that domain so you can create a website down the road. I didn't do this. I didn't buy the CarfagnoCleaning.com domain until 2019. Imagine if someone else named Carfagno had a cleaning company and they copied me, bought the domain, and I couldn't even make a website with my own business. That would suck. Or I'd have to buy the domain from that other person and they might charge me $1,000 or more to get it back to me when I could have paid 25 bucks to get it the first time. So just go and do this. And here's another potential issue. What if someone already owns it? The specific name you chose, like Peachy Clean is a very common name. What if you decide, I want to be Peachy and Cleaners, 
and you looked up peachycleaner.com, you're not going to be able to find it. So don't pick something that someone else already has a website for. Does that make sense? Also, I recommend under this number seven, what are the names of your competitors locally? Try and choose a name that is distinct from the rest so that you're not ever confused or lumped in with them. If it's a bad situation another cleaning company did and your name is close to theirs, you might be confused with them. You want to separate yourself. You want to stand apart. Remember back in number one when I said you could name with your first or last name? But here's an example of what not to do. So back to Katie. If in your area, Katie, there's already a Kim's cleaning and a Kelly's cleaning, don't add a Katie's cleaning. Do you get the picture? These are the seven recommendations that I suggest when you name your solo cleaning business. It is so easy to get bogged down in this process, but please do not allow this decision to enable procrastination. Just go through my seven recommendations, take notes, decide the who, the what, the where, the why of your new solo cleaning business and name it accordingly. And again, I would really like to thank my new friend, Katie Young, a listener to this podcast, for the question that led to this episode. And I hope that it helps many. What about you listening? Do you have any questions? Feel free to email me. It's ken at Indian Valley Eco Friendly Cleaning.com. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Feel free to email me if you have any questions. It's ken at solo cleaning school.com. Also, Did you know that there is a deeper level to the solo cleaning school? I have created the ISO model training course for my elite members. The membership includes training from me, tools and templates, live Q&As, and access to a community of like-minded ISO model growing solo cleaners for $50 per month. I hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.